Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's Boomer and Geo on The Fan and the CBS Sports Network. Studio Boris Eising, Greg Giannotti, it's Boomer and Geo on the fans, simulcasts across the country on CBS Sports Network, and wherever you are on the free Odyssey app, good Tuesday morning, we heard from the Giants general manager, we heard from the Giants head coach after being eliminated from the playoffs, and we got a glimpse into what they are thinking, which is what we were thinking they would probably end up saying, which is committing to Daniel Jones, I mean, Joe Shane just flat out said we're happy that Daniel's going to be here. Now, they haven't agreed on a contract yet, but that to me is basically confirmation. And then he was a little wishy-washy with the Saquon Barkley future with the Giants. They're going to have those big decisions coming up this offseason. And the more that I hear from Joe Shane, the more I hear about the offer that the Giants gave Saquon Barkley and what he turned down, the more I think that there's going to be another team out there that's going to be willing to pay him more than the New York Giants. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? Hey, good morning, G. I'm doing great, man, this morning. And uh, I will say that I do kind of agree with you about Saquon and what's going on. And, and uh, I told you uh, about two weeks ago that I felt that Daniel Jones and the Giants were close. Yeah. And I still think they're very close. It's just a matter of time before they, they get to uh, signing the dotted line and he's going to be their quarterback. And the question also presented to Joe Shane was about the wide receiver. And, and you know, he couched it to a point where you know you know we need a number one wide receiver we realize that but you know we also know that other number one wide receivers are not sitting in championship weekend here but there are uh two down in philadelphia that could you could say that they're both number one aj uh brown and of course Devontae smith and then when you look out in cincinnati there's two there too one is t higgins who's going to want a new massive contract uh this offseason and of course you have jamar chase and then when you take a look at what's going on in Kansas City, you realize that Kansas City basically has, you know, players that are made better by their quarterback because he is so special and off the chart. And then you look at San Francisco and they got Debo Samuel, they got Brandon Ayuk, they got Christian McCaffrey, they got George Kittle. Those are four superstars. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the Giants don't have anybody even remotely in that in that vein that they could look at and say, you know, that's going to make Daniel Jones's job a little bit easier. Yeah, and I was thinking about what Joe Shane said about the talent gap that we all knew was going on between the Giants and the Eagles, and he admitted it. There's a large talent gap that needs to be closer for the Giants to compete in the division and with teams like the Philadelphia Eagles, and you point to the wide receiver, and that's exactly what went on. Think about it. The draft where the Eagles traded up with the Cowboys ahead of the Giants to get Devontae Smith. The Giants ended up with Kadarius Toney. 
The Giants in the offseason, when they wanted to go out and get a weapon, went and signed one of the top wide receivers in the market that year to a free agent deal. That was Kenny Galladay. The Eagles, when they wanted to get a top wide receiver, made a trade for A.J. Brown. So think about that. Draft, big offseason acquisition, home runs, both for the Eagles, massive busts, both for the Giants. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, that's part of the problem. You take a look at the Eagles' defense, and you look at their linebackers. Sure, you know it's another problem. I mean, there's a lot of things you can compare and contrast uh, to the teams within your division. I mean, I'm telling you, uh, the defense of uh, Washington is a, is a really good defense. The Dallas defense is a good defense. The Philadelphia defense is a good defense, and the Giant defense is you know bottom third. <laughs> so I, we we all know what the issues are, and like I said, it was a masterful coaching job. Uh, by the coaching staff, and in particular the way they handled Daniel Jones. But I'd like to see Daniel Jones throw for over 4,000 yards and run for maybe 350 to 400 yards. I'd like to see him throw 30 to 35 touchdown passes, but he's going to need help in order to do that. And then they're going to have to have the confidence that they're going to have the guys that are going to go make those plays. And the reason I, I, I keep pointing to T. Higgins is because T. Higgins was a second-round draft choice, and he is in the third year of a four-year contract. There is no way T. Higgins is coming back in his last year playing for what you know is on his contract right now. So he's got to go to the Bengals, and the Bengals have either got to say, okay, we're going to give you like something similar to what Christian Kirk got from the Jacksonville Jaguars, which was four years, $72 million. But he's going to want more than that, and he's going to want out of there. Especially if they win the Super Bowl. And the reason he's going to want out of there is because he knows that he's got no room for a salary of that of that ilk if he stays there because Jamar Chase is there and Joe Burrow are there, and those are the guys that they're going to end up having to pay. So there is an opportunity for somebody to go and trade for, I believe, somebody to go and trade for a guy like T. Higgins. And we've seen this now with multiple situations, whether it was Devontae Adams last year, Debo Samuel ended up staying there, but he got that new contract before he was you know, a free agent. He got it going into that last year, just like you're talking about with T. Higgins and D.K. Metcalf was another guy. So These guys are all second round. Most of them are second round draft choices. Right. That are on those four-year deals that don't have that fifth-year protection for the team, right? And that's why when you start scouring, you know, the free agency lot for wide receiver this year is not all that impressive in terms of, you know, quality high-end number one wide receivers. And that's why you know these trades happen because of the pressure. Like say on the Bengals, they're going to have to pay Joe Burrow. It's going to be a massive contract, whatever it is, and so that means somebody or some some other players are going to end up, you know, getting jettisoned by the team just simply because they can't afford everybody. And that's where guys like teams like the Giants and other teams have got to be really smart about how they evaluate these players, what they look like in terms of where they are in their career. And I think T's a young kid. He's six foot four, four and a half fives. He plays big. He's fast. He can take a top off the defense. And he's a really good dude. You know what I'm saying? So I think that that, that would match what the Giants would need. The question is, would they have enough money to pay him to satisfy him? Yeah, no, I love that idea, and that's something that they absolutely should be looking into. Now, as far as Saquon Barkley goes, there's two ways to handle it, in my opinion, and no room for anything else. One is that you don't re-sign him, and you let him go somewhere else. The second thing is you franchise tag him and pay him $10 million for I one year. I want that. I don't care what he wants. Now, that's the thing. This is, I'm sorry. This is okay. in the CBA. 
We've seen it a million times. Right. What's he going to do? What, what do you want to not sign the franchise tag and be Le'Veon Bell? And then ruin the rest of your career? So it's in the CBA. I'm allowed to do it. And I read this morning uh, Ian O'Connor in the Post going, he would be really hurt and disappointed if that were the case. So then, then if Joe if Joe Shane is going to be thinking the way that Ian O'Connor wrote, then Joe Shane is not going to be a good general manager because Joe exactly. Shane needs to be that ruthless assassin as a general manager and make the tough decisions. And, you know, who says he's going to make the right decisions? You're hiring him because you believe that he had been around an organization that did make the right decisions. That's right. When it came to hard decisions about contracts and drafts and things of that nature and trades. So you're hoping that Joe Shane has that in him. You know, it's easy to get caught up in the relationships with these players. And that's like one of the things we, we were talking about. You know, Joe Shane has no tie to anybody in this draft, except for maybe the guys he brought down from Buffalo. Yeah. Well, and, well, and yes, Evan Neal, Kayvon Thibodeau is his only, and then the rest of the guys he drafted, and that's it. You know, outside of that, those are the only guys, you know, that he really cares about because those were his guys. Now, I'm sure they developed a relationship with them, and obviously Daniel Jones, one of those guys he developed a relationship with, and he decided to keep them. But, I mean, I, I just don't... There's no way you could sign Saquon Barkley to a long-term deal. Absolutely no way. And I believe Joe Shane knows that. Now, if he got him on the cheap and signed him to this contract that was very team-friendly, then sure, maybe that will work. But I don't know if Saquon Barkley is going to be amenable to that. I wouldn't sign him to a long-term deal, period. And the $10 million, bringing him back for $10 million and getting another year of him in his prime as he gets closer to 30, you know, might be the best thing. And if he's hurt by that, you know, maybe he gets motivated by it. I mean, there's really, I mean, and it's not like Saquon Barkley has much of a leg to stand on because he said it himself. You know, he's been hurt. You know, he, he didn't really live up to the potential. All of these things that make him a great candidate to bring him back on a one-year, $10 million deal and let's go for it but again. It's not, not going to happen. What do you mean? Because the player's not going to want it. The, but the it agent. doesn't matter what he wants. Like, yes, you know, it, like, I, I hate to say it. I mean, I know that there's a CBA. I know that there are rules in place. Hey, how many times have we seen players get traded because of stuff like this. Now, I, I will say there are a couple of guys that you know did play this year. I think uh, Jesse Bates for the Bengals, uh, they're very talented safety. He's on, I believe, he is on one of those contracts where he was franchised because he plays a position like safety, like uh, Saquon plays, that is devalued uh, in the in the big system of things. So it's easy to uh, kind of franchise those guys. But I just don't. It's not what Saquon wants. It's it's just not a good. It's not. It's just not good all the way around. So you either you either allow him to go, or you sign and trade him, and then he gets a new contract from another team. But but if that makes the most football sense, if that's what Joe Shane wants and says, I you know I I think that you know letting him go in free agency and getting a compensatory pick is not really something that to me makes sense right now because we think he's a talented guy and we want to had some success this year with him and he did stay healthy. I want him back, but I want him back not on a long term deal. Let's squeeze another year out of him. That makes the most football sense. He should not, just as you said, he should not consider the feelings of the player. And there's been one guy that I can remember that did not sign the franchise tender and sat out a year. Le'Veon Bell. And that was Le'Veon Bell. Everybody yeah. else has signed it and then done something with it. Either, you know, went, sign and trade. Yeah, whatever, whatever or it played. is. Or played. Yeah, there are a couple guys that are playing on it this year. But it's just not, it's, 
So for a running back who basically made it through the season relatively healthy and uh, generated over 1,600 yards and 10 touchdowns, Mm -hmm. you know, in his eyes, he's worth a substantial raise and he's worth guaranteed money. And that's what he wants. And the last thing he wants to do is go out there and put, you know, his body on the line for what he believes and perceives to be less than what he's worth. And there's there's somebody out there that would probably want to give him somewhere to around fourteen to fifteen million a year. I'm you telling think, you, there, I there, mean, there's probably there's one or two teams out there that aren't paying their quarterback that would love to have a running back and have a veteran of uh, Saquon's ilk. Yeah, I'm not sitting here and telling you he's Barry Sanders because he's not, but he's a very very talented and a very productive player when healthy. Yeah, of course. And you know Christian McCaffrey, I believe, makes what sixteen million a year. Yes, but now. If I asked you, player for player, who would you want, Christian McCaffrey or Saquon Barkley? Who would you want? Well, of course, Christian McCaffrey, but I, but he's also had his fair share of injuries as well. True, and that's one of the reasons why Carolina ended up moving on from him. Yeah, and plus they were in a rebuild, and he they had signed him to well, a what contract. What are the Giants in? No, no, no. I'm saying that they didn't. They moved on. The Giants are now in a sort of are a, they kind of like similar to what Carolina was doing? Uh, not after this year, no. Wow, it's just because they after made the playoffs? last year, yes. Because they made the playoffs? Yeah, absolutely. And they found their quarterback yeah, and, I, and their coach. I, I think, think about it. I think Last that, year was the Carolina comparison, not this year. I, I think that uh, the Giants, you know, are probably a team that, you know, are a top 22 team. You know, there are 10 teams that are better than them. I believe that. Even though they, they made the, the playoffs, but they were one of 14 that made the playoffs, I still think that there are 10 teams that are significantly better than them in terms of their overall top-end talent. And, you know, Dexter Lawrence and Andrew Thomas are definitely top-end players. Um, Xavier McKinney, is he going to become a top-end player? But then again, he plays a position that, you know, doesn't, you know, it's not, it's valued, but it's not valued like a, a nose tackle or an edge rusher or a, a linebacker like a, Roquan Smith or Patrick Queen are. You know, like the Giants don't have anybody like that. So they, they have to fix their defense first and foremost, and they got to find a wide receiver. I think the offensive line is going to be okay. I think Evan Neal is going to be much improved next year. You can, you can always find guys in the middle, the guards, the center area. But, you know, for me, the, the bookend tackles are there. They got the, they got the, the defensive tackle in the middle. Um, they may have the safety. They may have two corners, and they have a quarterback. They, they have no presence at tight end right now. They have very little presence at wide receiver. And if you're going to tell me that you're going to run it back and try to do the same thing you just did this past year. No, they can't. You can't. No, they, they can't and they won't. And I know that Brian Dable and Joe Shane are sharp enough to, they, they to know realize it. that. They of, know it 100%. Course. They know it. Uh, of course. So, And I do believe that Joe Shane, from his comments yesterday, the way he's looking at the Saquon contract is you either accept this deal or you go somewhere else. Or, you know, maybe the franchise tag is on the table with the, the trade or whatever. But he's not going to budge, meaning that I think that he has an idea of how he can operate if he signs Saquon to a contract on those terms. But he's not, it's, there's no room for negotiation. That's that's what I took out right. of it. And, was just, like, and just from, from the player side, he played all five years, okay, of his rookie contract. Three of those five, he was extremely productive. The other two, he got hurt. Mm-hmm. And and the point being is that, that that is a position where that's going to continue to happen. But this, in his eyes, in his mind, this is his chance to get some significant money is right now. Because he he's come through his fifth year. He came through it healthy. He came through it productive. And he's leaving the season, thankfully, healthy. And, you know, he... 
he's in the midst of his prime. So he wants to get as much as he possibly can right now. And I totally understand that. Yeah, right. But he said otherwise. <laughs> I totally understand it. No, I, I, I know. But he, listen, I, I, I get that he wants to get the most money too. anybody would. But he basically said that he was realistic in the fact that he probably won't get the most money possible um, because of the way things have gone for me. Said it himself after the season. I'm realistic. I've had injuries. Would, would, you think, of, would you think a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers would go after him? No, absolutely not. Because, I mean, they have Najee Harris. He used a first-round pick on him. Uh, he That was only a couple of years ago. Uh, I, I, no. Uh, to me, the, the team is the Buffalo Bills. I mean, that that's what I've thought since the beginning of the season where I thought that, you know, like the 49ers made the trade for McCaffrey. If the Giants had fallen out of it, I thought that that would have been a perfect situation for them. And I do believe that after what happened to them in this they Bengals need, they game, need something. they got to get that running game going. Now, it doesn't have to be a top-level elite back, but it's got to be something better than what they got. So that, to me, is a team that, that you know, I'd have to look at their cap situation, but... But you always got to look for that team that's that that's desperate to get over the hump at that position. And I believe that the Bills are one of those teams. Saquon's going to have to, if someone's going to pay Saquon, it's going to be a team exactly like that. That feels like they are a player or two away from just like they went out and got Von Miller. They felt like that was going to be the answer. Now, if they get Von Miller back and they're like, okay, now we're bringing in Saquon Barkley. Now we're really, we're changing things and we're, we're getting guys to fill those holes for us for a Super Bowl run. So that, that would be a team that I yeah, would think yeah, well, would give them maybe $12 have, million. They do not have a lot of room. Yeah, but I'm sure right now, but I'm sure as you get to the offseason, guys will, you know, they'll be releasing guys and everything else. Yeah, well, their, their 2023 salary cap as it stands right now is it looks like they're actually over the cap. Wow. Potentially. So they got some work to do. They do have a lot of work to do. And that's, and that's the thing that, you know, the, the, it really does drive the decision making. And there are tough decisions to be made. I mean, would you rather have like seven new guys on your team, kind of like what Jacksonville did? And, you know, bring in guys that are going to be, you know, good players for you. And what's the amazing thing to me is that the Giants had no very little tight end presence at all. Got young guys and everything else injured. Um, and, and it looked like they, they had some players there that were going to be productive. But like Evan Ingram signs with Jacksonville on a one-year deal and goes out there and has like 80 catches. And, and I don't know, what was it, like 10 touchdowns or something? Yeah, had a good year. I yep. mean, he had a great year. Now, he, he still drops some balls. But he had more targets than he's ever had before. And that's the point. Like when he was here, he was in offenses that just were not, were not doing anything. And, and he had an inaccurate Daniel Jones. He had a, a, you know, turnovers, you know, were happening left and right. Big plays that he would have an opportunity to make. He would drop a ball. A ball would be just behind him and hit him in the hands. Mm-hmm. And, and it would be his fault. You know, and I, and we as, Fans and analysts and everything else want that guy to make that catch. But he needed more opportunity, and he got more opportunity with Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson. And look at the player you got. Yeah. He's, a pretty, he's a pretty talented offensive player. Yeah, and he's going to get, I would assume, a pretty big contract this offseason. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.